Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, October 14, 2021. Guess what, folks? Every single episode when I say the date, I have to look at my phone right before I say it. But this one, I did not because I've had this one circled on my calendar for weeks. I've had it circled on my calendar for months. Today, we've all been waiting for the Detroit Red Wings make their season debut tonight at Little Caesars Arena against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the reigning, defending, two-time Stanley Cup champions, fresh off of a 6-2 to two loss, and I can't wait. What's going on, everybody? I am Nolan Bianchi. I got Scotty Bentley with me, as always, helping guide the ship, and today we got producer Brian in-house today, so let's give a warm round of applause to producer Brian. Scotty. Woo! Yes. Thank Stick you. Tap. Thank you. Appreciate the warm welcome, as always, That's the boys. dog. That's the dog. It's uh, it's good to see you, Brian. We've got a, a pretty fun episode for you on tap. We're going to talk about tonight's game real quick. We're going to get into some ESPN TNT talk. We got some bold predictions for this upcoming year, and we're also going to be answering some of your mailbag questions on Twitter. I cannot wait. I do have a question to lead off the show. The Lightning, fresh off a sixty-two loss to the Tampa Bay or <laughs> to the Pittsburgh Penguins, coming into Hockey Town tonight. Do we like the fact? that they're coming off a loss or does it make you incredibly nervous? Because I saw a lot of reaction around Red Wings Twitter on Tuesday night when they got waxed uh, by Pittsburgh that everybody was like doing the chuckles. I'm in danger gif. Uh, and I'm just curious to know how cause I, I go the other way. I'm like sick. They're weakened Stanley cup hangover. Maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I tend to side with the, uh, we're about to, we're about to see an animal crowd. I, I tend to side with the, uh, uh, enough of the nonsense season started. We have our, we had our banner raised in front of the crowd and everything. We had our cool moment and then we got pumped and now it's time to get back to work. That's that, that's, uh, that's how I view it, uh, personally, but, um, I, I, I sure hope that it's a, it's a hangover effect. I sure hope. I am actually 100% with Scotty on that one. Um, I think for a lot of it, they're going to have a, they're going to try and come back with this, like, we got to set the record straight. Like, we got punked on our own banner raising ceremony, and that can just not continue. They're going to, they know they're coming into Detroit, so they have a chance to really make a statement, like, we're not down and out yet. And I, I, I feel a little bit nervous for those rookies on this Red Wings team with the defending cup champions coming in with, some, some uh, vengeance in their heart. I I see. I, I just disagree. I, I don't think that like it's, it can happen like that quickly. I also don't think that like this is in that game was indicative, but I also don't think that like it, it's really going to make all that much of a difference either way. It does feel cruel. However, that the Red Wings after the exciting off season, after the exciting, the, the, the buzz surrounding this home opener, this season opener that they do have to play the, the two time defending Stanley cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. It just feels like this is the the NHL's way of you know bringing bringing the Red Wings down to earth, keeping them down to earth. Uh, as <laughs> they the don't want to see us win. Here. Remember where you Detroit stand. versus everybody. Exactly. Detroit versus they don't want to see us win. You know what though? I, you know, and I'll play devil's advocate here. 
you'll get to see exactly what this core, this team is made of right off the bat by playing one of the elite teams in the league. You know, by facing off against two, like you said, two-time defending champion for a lot of, like Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond, this is a rookie debut. You get to see how they, you know, work through adversity right away. Like this is not going to be an easy game for them. There's no babying them and throwing them right into the fire. So on that note, like, and plus, you know, watching the Tampa Bay Lightning is just exciting no matter what, even if they're playing your own Detroit Red Wings. It's just, it's going to be an exciting first game from that regard when you look at it through that lens. But it will be a hard-fought game if the light, or the Red Wings want to win. You think Mo lays somebody out right away? Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be to, sick? He has to, to make a statement. Fire. T- Tampa comes into Hockey Town, Mo Sider, first period of his NHL career, just lays somebody out. Just like Kucherov on the power play. Oh, you know? if it hey, if it's Kucherov, I'm, he I'm, tries to do I'm, like the the little dancing around the finesse. tries to tries to put one around Mo, and he just there. Mo was quoted in an uh, or he said today, I think it was today during a press conference. Um, about the Patrick Line dangle where he got turned inside out. Uh, he's like, yeah, I learned from that. I know his move for next time now. And <laughs> I'm just like, you just have to love that from Mo Sider. I think if there was like a way to describe why Mo Sider is awesome, like that, that phrase pretty much sums it up right there. Did you guys see the uh, Red Wings did the TikTok? I don't I'm going to feel like a real old person it's the most like, adorable talking about video this. Ever. It's the most adorable. It's adorable. So what it is, is uh, if you haven't seen it, it's called the intuition challenge and it's, you know, you and somebody else, two people close their eyes and then they're supposed to clap and see if they can like clap at the same time. So like at the beginning they're they're like being goofy with the camera operator. They're like, you got to tell us when to close our eyes. Three, two, no, no, go back, go back. It's just really funny. And then uh, they do it and they nail it. And and they're like, oh, it's adorable. They yeah. like Lucas, like Raymond hits cider. He's like, oh, it's yeah. so adorable. They're so man. excited. I love that. I, I absolutely love that that approach. Like that's how you got it with a young cr- team like this, man. That's just that's awesome. So fun. So fun. That's how you hype up a hype up fan bases too. Just seeing like that these players are having fun, like that's going to make the fans realize like, Oh, this team's all all together in this. They're all in on this. Like you want your team to be visually having fun, not just like that awkward. Oh, this is PR. Like they actually enjoyed doing that. You could tell. Awesome. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm just really excited to see all the media that comes out of uh, this team this year. Cause before it was like, Oh, sick. Or, or, like you get really excited because Bobby Ryan was talking and you know, like that, that's cool. That. But like, you know, at the end of the day, it's pretty lame. Uh, that's, that's what you know, there, there is a different excited. feel media wise to like already to this yeah. year's team. I mean, there is a very clear difference of like, of, uh, I, I don't want to say like the feel cause I like this team isn't making like a cup run, but like the, the, the coverage of the team is, is so different. And like going into this season, they're, they're, they've clearly stepped it up like significantly as far as like marketing and stuff, because they know that they actually have like several people like there's actually somewhat of a young core here that will be here for a long time. And hopefully when this team is like a a deep contender again, and you can tell that they realize that and then you're taking full advantage of it. And it's awesome. Dare I say before the first game even played before the puck even drops before the first period uh, of tonight's game, that that's because this whole energy change is because this team is possibly turning the corner. Dare I say that before? I mean, 
You got yeah. what, what was what was Raymond Raymond and Cider were like what prospects one and four ranked in the NHL last year or something crazy high like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are on the team now. The marketability is there. Like you feel like you're actually engaged in the build part of the rebuild now. Like, yeah. do you know do do I go out there and I say like, oh, it's because they're actually turning the corner now, so they're trying to like be like, hey, relevant. I think uh, so. We were we were half right on the assistant captains. Red Wings named them today. We got Mark Stahl, a big surprise, and Danny DeKaiser, not a surprise at all. Uh, Mark Stahl, like, it makes a lot of sense. It, it, he, they basically gave him the A for the same reasons that I kind of threw Sam Gagne's name out there, just like the veteran guy. Um, I mean, like, I don't know. There's not much, there's not much to it. He's just Mark Stahl. Uh, (laughs) So we were, we were half right on there. Did you guys catch the NAESPN TNT broadcast uh, over these past couple nights? What do you think about it? Love it. Absolutely love love it. it. Fantastic. Uh, You, you pretty much just realized like, and I saw this kind of going around on Twitter. This is not an original thought by any means, but uh, how poorly of a job NBC did with its promotion and, and the way it just handled its product in hockey. Uh, Sidney Crosby was supposed to speak at halftime of the Monday night football game uh, on Monday night. Obviously, John Gruden kind of commandeered that and, and ended up stealing it. But that's something. Why? That what do you say, Nolan? Uh, what happened? We don't have to get into that. <laughs> um, but obviously, the. The, the, the way that they're pushing and they're, they're making an effort to, to put hockey out there. And I don't know if you guys caught the Justin Bieber narrated mm-hmm. uh, package on Fantastic. the NHL and ESPN theme song, uh, but it was absolutely amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's a six minute video. Go watch it. It'll give you chills. They got the whole symphony doing that. It's just fantastic. It is. No, it, it's all fantastic. I don't know if you guys watched. Uh, well, when you're listening to this last night's Wednesday nights, uh, they had went Wayne Gretzky shooting, uh, on Charles added up being goalie wearing Pecorino's gear. Yeah. And, uh, during one of the intermissions and Gretzky definitely scored five of five. That third one that they count as a miss was definitely in the net, but Chuck like kind of got a piece of one. They were like, Oh, he stopped it. Oh, and Gret, you could still tell he like Gretzky's so competitive. He's like, no, I made five of five. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> like it, it, it's, it's great, man. It's, it's that, that crew and the importance of like the media surrounding the coverage of the NBA has been so vital to the NBA's growth. And now that they are dipping their toes into the exact same type of media and coverage that the NBA is getting for the NHL. I, I am so excited for the sport. Uh, I, I mean, we talked about it on this show, just the move to ESPN in general was such a big deal. And, and now all of this, like it, it I think I, I really am excited for hockey, man. I, I really am. Scott had it. Scott hit it right on the head. He really did. The The big thing, too, is it's not just because it's ESPN. It's the way that they're attacking it. You know, you mentioned, Nolan, about how poorly NBC handled it. It's more that NBC was just so vanilla in their coverage. It was, this is a game. This is coverage. Here's an intermission interview. All right, back to you. E- ESPN, like Scott was saying, with their NBA coverage, they just have fun with it. And, they, and that, they're doing that with hockey, too, like with that Wayne Gretzky and uh, Charles Barkley stuff, like, you want to have fun because people react to fun. Wild concept, right? <laughs> uh, all right, we are going to skip it off into segment two. But first, we're going to talk to the folks about Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's just something for everybody? One of the DMs I got uh, a couple or yesterday, Tuesday, 
time you're listening to this. Um, when I announced that I was uh, stepping down from the show, uh, they included, they sent me a picture and they had seven built bar boxes lined up on their dresser. Uh, thank you. Shout out Alexander. Uh, the, I mean, like I, if you have a built bar, just try it one time. You will be hooked forever because like, I know that when I go to the gas station, I'm always like getting, I used to get like, I don't want to say their names, but I, I, I tried a bunch of different protein bars. I could never settle on one that I liked. Finally got built bar. And that was it. I was hooked for the rest of my life. Uh, my favorite right now, I mentioned it the other day. It's a salted caramel. I just love it. It's fantastic. It, it tastes like a treat. It tastes like something straight out of the box of chocolates, but it's not. Uh, check out these macros. They got 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs. Uh, and when you go to built.com right now, use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. <laughs> That is the best fucking power play the Detroit Red Wings have had in four games. All right, segment here, two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Thank you for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. You can find me at Nolan Bianchi, Scotty at Bentley Scotty, and Brian at Brian Fisher 971. We are into the bold predictions part of our uh season preview i don't know we, we've been previewing the season for months so I, I don't even know if this can be called a season preview episode but we got a couple bold predictions before we hop off into the mailbag questions my first one folks involves who will be traded this year Bold prediction number one vlad nemestikov plays well enough to get traded as does either mark stall or troy stetcher now this was my prediction before mark stall was given the a i don't know if that will have any I guess, uh, telling what, you know, this, that will have on his, his trade status and stuff like that. But, um, I do think Mark Stahl likes it here. And so I, I guess I don't know for sure, but I, I'm going to go with Vlad Nemestikov as my most likely candidate to be trading because I think that the second he shows that he's still a productive hockey player, he's out of here. I, I very much agree. If, uh, if that happens, then that will happen. That that made sense. If if he <laughs> does if he does play that well, I do think that he isn't such an easy trade candidate. Um, oh, I, I'm sorry. On Mark Stahl, he has a no movement clause. I'm sorry. Disregard well, that. no movement. I mean, he he could waive that. Yeah, he could. Right. I mean, like he has an A. Like I don't know if he would, but like I my one of uh, one of the ones I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday uh or no it must have been today because it was after they announced that he got the a and uh and he said that stall is gonna play out of his skates he's gonna get traded and he's holding the a so that cider can get it midway of his rookie year oh man that's a I that one bet that that is a bold prediction that is what that's a bold for. prediction my buddy Kevin, there you go. There's your there's your prediction. Shout out Kevin. Um, <laughs> you just okay, imagine so, Stall like rips the A off his jersey and goes, "Here you go, Mo." I do believe now. that that Mark Stall would waive that no move clause. This is actually a conversation I feel like we had with Ted Coffin like months, months, months ago. Ted thinks that Mark really likes here, but I do still think that because he has never won a cup, if the opportunity presents itself, like they have that conversation. Like, I do think that he would be open to having that conversation 
you know, if he's playing well, if he if he can make a difference on a contender. So I guess we'll see on that front. But Brian, what do you got for bull prediction number yeah. one? I think uh, Moritz Sider is going to play well enough in his first season to make the All-Star game. Ooh, I love that. That is a very bold prediction. I love uh, that. I wouldn't, like, count it out. I just don't. Like, I, I don't see the Red Wings having more than one representative. And, uh, man. I mean, look at the yeah. facts here, Nolan. I mean, yeah. he's on a team that's still rebuilding. He's coming out of a, a professional year in Sweden where he won Defenseman of the Year. I mean, he's been building on this. The anticipation is there. He's NHL ready now. I think that he could come out of his shell right here, right out of the gate, and have a great year from the back end and earn himself a All-Star team spot. There we go. I like that. Mo Sider for the All-Star game. Hashtag vote Mo. Vote Mo. Let's start like the hashtag. It. Before the for the puck even drops for game one, we're going to start the hashtag vote Mo. Let's go. <laughs> vote Mo, baby. What do you got, Scotty? Um, I think so. I, I've mentioned a couple of times. One of my uh, bold ones was Zadina leading the team in points because I think that um, – I, I, that that's one that I've, I rode with during the off season, but I think there's a lot of all the talk around like Bert coming into the season and like all the talk about him, you know, with the, obviously the, the stuff that happened this off season. And um, he was a candidate for the a, and obviously didn't get that. And, and I think there's, there's the, the stock on Bertuzzi is, uh, is lower than it has been in a while, like the injury and all that. And I think, I, I guess, I don't know how hot of a take it is, but I think he's going to be one of the most productive players on the team. I think like a huge bounce back year for Bertuzzi would be um, maybe something that's not, like I said, like I, I feel like stock in the fan base is very low for him at the current moment, at least. And I think him just showing out and being whatever top two in the team in points, maybe one of the best goal scorers on the team is something that's not, too far of out of the realm of possibility that I think a lot of fans have just kind of, um, I don't know, forgotten about might be like the best term, honestly, at this point, just because of the, uh, the, the last six, what maybe even eight months of, of Bertuzzi's career. Yeah, I mean, uh, five goals, two assists in nine games last season. He should still be getting first line minutes. He should be playing with Dylan Larkin, Phillips, Adini should, or Lucas Raymond rather. Um, he should sure. still be getting power play minutes as well. So that I definitely see that happening. I don't even know if like I would qualify that as a bounce back here, but I definitely think that, you know, there is some That's concern fair. surrounding the, the, the back injury and things like that. Literal bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, regarding Bertuzzi. Like, he's got all the tools there to have a great season. It's just whether or not there's any lingering effects from that. Having lingering effects from, A, having not played in a year, B, from having to have recovered from such a serious injury slash surgery. Like, that's going to that's gonna play a role, I assume. Like, even if they say 100%, I find it hard to believe after a surgery like that, he's going to be 100% to go. But, you know, I've been proven wrong many times. Like, my hot take on Connor McDavid when I was in high school. So, you know, I, I've, I've been known to be wrong. Classic. Classic. Uh, my next one, Go Red Wings power play will finish in the top half of the league this year. I like what Alex Tange has done. The, the zone entries last year were putrid. That seems to be fixed. The puck movement uh, in zone seems to be fixed. There's more of a, a structure. And at the same time, it looks like guys are playing more freely out there. 
If Phillips Adina can take a step forward on that second power play unit, I think he can be really dangerous. I think he can kind of make this mark his mark there. And as we we're kind of rolling into this season, the Red Wings have two power play units. Uh, and, and I think that's going to be very interesting along with the Alex Tangay effect, if you will. Uh, I think that's definitely going to help as well, uh, especially, I mean, what we saw from Lucas Raymond was just <laughs> incredible. And the, the chemistry that he had with Larkin and, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi will be there scrapping up uh, all the all the dirty goals as well. So um, I, I'm really excited to see how this power play does over an 82-game season. What was it, that game Absolutely. against uh, Pittsburgh where they had three or four power play goals in one game alone? Now, I mean, I, I assume that that's be, partly because we have a new coach directing the power play, and once there's more tape, they'll be able to adjust. But, I mean, it's been more effective. They've been The players have been able to get open a lot more. The passing has been... Uh, you know, a lot better cycling rather in the offensive zone. They've been getting better chances. It's just, they've been meshing way better. And plus, you know, you get rid of that stupid, you know, drop back pass at the blue line, try and enter the zone with the D man. I mean, get rid of that stupid stuff. And you're going to, you're in for a lot better power play this year. So I I agree with you. I think Alex Tange is going to just really skyrocket this power play for the season going forward. Yeah, yeah, the coaching change is big, man. That's something we talked about right when it happened and how important that's going to be for the power play. And I'm, I'm very excited to at least uh, at least be able to see it over, over a full 82 with that. Quick plug, go check out our uh, interview with Tim Army. He's the coach of the Iowa Wild, where Alex Tangay was an assistant last year. He really helped turn that power play around. I think we just – whenever the uh, hire was made, I honestly couldn't even tell you remotely what month. I think I would need like a three month period to guess it correctly, but uh, go check that out. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, next. Who's up? Who's got one? I, I got one. Um, okay. My given the opportunity. Okay. I want to preface with that. Cause I'm not sure he's going to get a, a whole terrible amount of ice time. Given the opportunity. Gustav Lidstrom, big step forward. I had that. I had that in mind as well. I had big step forward. If, if he gets the out, if he gets the ice time, big step forward. Fifth defenseman. I I, I think that's where he's going to be by the end of yeah. the season. That that yeah. would be nice. That would be like a, he's not coming in and out of the lineup. Uh, he doesn't have to depend on maybe them using seven defensemen to get into the lineup. I think that'd be huge. And I think that you know that he's a guy that the Red Wings do like a lot. He does a lot of little things. Well, he's not going to light up the score sheet. He's not going to be a guy who's even super noticeable, but for a defenseman of his type, I think that's exactly what you're looking for. And on that sixth or on that third pair, uh, I think he's going to be a real difference maker. Well, that's yeah, exactly what you're saying, Nolan, Um, especially the point about him being not very noticeable with the way he, his style of hockey, like you don't want to notice him on the ice. If you're not noticing him on the ice, it means he's doing a good job means he's preventing goals, and there's nothing egregious that he's doing out there. And I think he showed a lot of flashes last season. And when I say flashes, I mean like, oh, competency in the defensive zone to prove that he's an NHL-worthy talent. I think that's what he's got. I think bottom uh, bottom one or, or bottom two or third pairing for him on uh, this Red Wings team is probably his peak. But, I mean, there's no shame in that. We, we need, you know, stable defensemen on the back end. Need that. Need that. Yeah, no, I, I – I, uh... He was one of those guys too. We talked about that. That could have been um, could have been snagged in the expansion. Obviously, is still here. Did you see? Side note: Did you see Chalosky got waived today or Wednesday? Yes. Rather, yeah, yes, I did. What and he could have had Trey Spechnikov signed to the. Uh, yeah, they could have had Winnipeg Jets. Uh, what do you got? 
What do you got, uh, Brian, for your last bold prediction? Here? My last bold prediction is that uh, Thomas Grice is going to feel the heat and carry over that, also carry over the flame that he had from the end of last season. And he's going to put up career numbers this year at the Detroit Red Wings. I think he's going to play out of his mind because he's going to be scared that this rookie is going to come in and take his job and that we're going to have an awesome tandem because of that competitiveness and that. I don't know why, but I. I don't really know it has anything to do with the preseason. I think it's just nervousness for all the shit I talked when the Red Wings <laughs> traded for him. I like recently have started to like get nervous about how Alex Belkovich is going to be because it's entirely possible that he comes out this season. He's got like a 901 save percentage, just putrid. Uh, but I do agree with Thomas Grice stealing the net like that. If I, if I can do a bold piggyback. I don't know if, if that is legal or what it is, what, what that would be called. We're but same I actually game parlaying you, this. I think, uh, <laughs> yes, there we go. There we go. Uh, all right. Any other bold predictions before we skip off into the mailbag segment? Wings. Jeff Flash will coach of the year. Uh, Got to talk to the folks about rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online. For 20 years with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for you to stock all the chain, all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why would you endure pointless, seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? Save time and money when using rockauto.com. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years go to walkauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on and their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts that your car will ever need it's rockauto.com there's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin <laughs> All right, segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are wrapping up our uh, game day preview, answering some of your mailbag questions here as we head off into the season. The first one comes from our friend Jay Forrester from the Lockdown Blue Jackets podcast. This one's a silly one. Which Detroit Red Wing is most likely to be an octopus in a human suit? <laughs> I'm going to go Mark Stahl. I love this. I don't, I don't know why, but that's just the uh, – that's just the the first one that comes to mind when that question is asked. I gotta go uh, octopus. I'm gonna go with the logic answer and go with uh, it's got to be a goalie, Alex Nedeljkovic. You know, they got to spread out That's and make all one. the saves. I, it's got to be a goaltender. Um, I think my answer is Bertuzzi. I just feel like that's that's like. I could very much see like a, a picture circulating around of him. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like just like an octopus. I don't know. I feel like that there, there's been so many like uh, Detroit lore, like classic photos of Bert taken. I feel like one of like an octopus, like half out of a suit would just be like, <laughs> very like on brand for Tyler Bertuzzi. Man, his, uh, his, Wife's going to be in for a surprise when that baby's due then. <laughs> <laughs> true that, true that. Uh, this one comes to us from Kyle Anderson. Given who was given the A's this year, who do you think will receive them next year? I know this is looking far in advance, but I am curious. I'm going to say that next year, neither Mark Stahl nor Danny DeKaiser has an A. I don't even know if 
either of them will still be on the team uh, heading into next season. So that's uh, a kind of a, a thing to keep an eye on there that would automatically disqualify them. One would think from being an assistant captain on the team, if they're not on the team. Uh, hey, the Rangers, maybe, maybe they could be A's for the Rangers. Maybe. Um, yeah. I'm going to stick to, to a prediction that I had yesterday and that Robbie Fabry is going to earn himself uh, an assistant captaincy. I'm just super high on Robbie Fabry after seeing, like I've always really, really liked Robbie Fabry. And maybe this is partially because I've been buying up a bunch of his rookie cards because I think he's going to have a breakout season. And so I'm trying to will it into existence and assistant captaincies and things like that matter. But I just think he, he, he has like proven to be like a lead by example type guy. I obviously don't know what he brings to the locker room, but just as far as a guy who is kind of on the older end of their young core has won a Stanley cup with the St. Louis blues has been a part of that ride. I just kind of feel it. Like, I just think that he's going to be, one of the guys who steps up and I actually, one of my other bold predictions was that Robbie Fabry gets an extension mid year. Um, so I guess we'll see how that plays out, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go Robbie Fabry for one. And then I'm going to go most cider for the other one. I, I just think like when you look at the decor, who knows who's going to be here, who knows if, if Nick Letty ends up, um, you know, making it past that next offseason where he ends up going. And so I just think like when you look at it, only guys who are, are solidified for the future, maybe even heronic. That would be, uh, little, I, I guess, I don't know. It's I, a little I don't know more if I would out there, but I could see it. But he has also been here through the dog days. He's gone through the rebuild, and he's a top two defenseman on the team right now. So I actually, I, I don't, I could see it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on the Robbie Fabry one, 100% actually. Um, like like you said, he is in air quotes, the veteran on the team. He's still a young, relatively a young player, but you know, he's been here for a few years now. I, in my personal opinion, I don't see Bertuzzi as a leader type. Um, I don't know if he'd ever get a letter. That's in my personal opinion. Um, I think Robbie Fabry, he wore, he wore it at some games during the preseason. Correct. Uh, Fabry had the A on his Jersey uh, in a few instances. And I think that it's a natural fit, especially given his role on this team, assuming he has a role in this core going forward on defense. I actually do think that Nick Letty could very well, even though he still only has one year left on this deal. I could see a future where Nick Letty gets an extension with this team. It really depends on the direction of this team, probably at the halfway point of the season. If Eiserman feels like it's going in a good direction, I could totally see him extending Nick Letty and keeping him on as the veteran D presence. And then him absolutely earning the A next season. Uh, all right, this last one comes to us. Oh, wait, Scotty, what do you got? No, I, I mean, the, the D-men, I think, I think we pretty much named everyone who would even be in consideration. I, I really do think it would just be between uh, Cider and, and Letty and, I, I don't know, I guess maybe Heronic. But um, I, I think I, – I do think that there is uh, – that, like, Burt wouldn't be completely out of the question going forward either. I, I think that um, especially if if – Obviously, he has a, a, a big, uh, I don't know, whatever, bounce back year, uh, a, a nice year this year after the, the injury and everything. That, uh, that you know, if you're going into next season with neither of your A's from the previous year, I don't, I don't think that would be entirely out of the question. But, yeah, I, I think we pretty much listed all the candidates, at least that are on the roster currently. Bold prediction. Thomas Grice gets the A next year. Wow. Wow. 
if he's even here if he's even uh just for fun this one's from drw got next just for fun because i love all the guys we've picked but in a red wings redraft do you go back and draft the forward trio of zegris eckland and raymond or do you stay defensive with cider edvinson and raymond again just for fun i love the three that we have oh that's a good one I thought when they where they were drafted, I thought they should have gone with Eklund rather than Edvinson personally. But I don't hate the Edvinson pick. I understand the mindset behind that. I think that the defensive depth or yeah, the defensive depth is a little bit more shallow than the offensive depth at this point. So I get why he went that direction. And Edvinson's gonna be a solid pick, but it just seemed like Eklund was the guy at that spot you would want to go with. He seemed like a no-brainer in my opinion. But you know, I'm not Steve Eiserman. I'm a guy with a mic sitting in his bedroom in an apartment. So <laughs> don't want to doubt too hard on what Steve Eiserman did. But my personal opinion, I would have been way more comfortable with Eklund at that point than Edmondson. But all the other picks I've been fine with. I, uh, are they? You have to do one or the other. Zegers, okay, Eklund, so I have to Raymond, go either all the Spider, men Edmondson, or all the wingers? Or no, all the, all, the, all the ones they did pick. Or, or all the ones they didn't pick. Eklund oh, well, if that's the no, case. No, 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 no. Zegras, Eklund, and Raymond, or Cider, Edvinson, and Raymond. Got you. Uh, I'll I'll take what we have. Yeah, I, I, I just I think I think the this I mean if if we didn't take if we I don't know like this defense would be in shambles if we didn't. And I know that we would have we would have obviously a, a, an incredibly bright future and uh, with the forwards, but this. I mean the the defensive depth all around. The de- this defense would be would be a, a joke if if that or going forward especially. Yeah. If we didn't if we didn't have what we had, so I'll 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 keep what we got. I guess. I misunderstood what was being asked. I retroactively changed my answer. I agree with Scotty. Definitely keep what we have. Then. I agree as well because mainly, it's way easier to just get a winger than it is to get the type of defenseman in free agency in a trade, whatever it may be, uh, then it would be to, to get a guy. I mean, look at Jacob Verona. Jacob Verona is a guy who, I mean, through all the the stats and and everything like that, the analytics, like say he was one of the best five on five producers in all of hockey and Washington just gave him away. And, you know, like teams make bad trades all the time, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But I do think that, that had something to do with it where wingers in this league are not necessarily viewed as exchangeable, like easily interchangeable. I don't, I don't know if I would go that far, but uh, I would say just on its face, you're, you would end up trading one of them for a cider or an Edmondson years down the road. Anyways, when you realize that you had no defense. So. Yep. I agree. I go there. Uh, all right. Anything else before we skip off? into the weekend thank you to everybody who sent in mailbag questions thank you to everybody who has listened uh i don't know how we're going to do tomorrow's episode because i'm going to be at the game uh i don't know if scotty is i don't know if i'll scotty. be there brian will be there. i have to be there i don't, but I don't know, know how we're going to end up recording so i don't know if we'll have one up like sunday morning or, or kind of how that's going to go but um yeah we'll make sure we get an out an episode for you guys on friday at some point so Be back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings. 
your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.